0: So where do you find honesty, integrity, normalcy, just plain common sense in these very unusual times? This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Beerman. So as I'm preparing for today's radio program, I had a number of news stories I thought about sharing with you. Some of these I I think I'm going to wait and perhaps push them off till one day next week. I really wanna change direction a little bit today from the programs we've been doing. Occasionally, you need to find some normalcy. You need to get away from the bad news. You need to understand it, but you need to have a plan to deal with it. Simply complaining and bemoaning our circumstances doesn't fix anything. We need to take some action in our own lives to make things better. I had stories, and like I say, I'll share more of this next week, that really illuminate where we are as a society in the Western world. And it gets even more noticeable during the political season like we have currently here in the United States with the politicians and the advertising and the claims made and and the fundraising The accusations and, sadly, the mistruths, the out-and-out lying, misrepresentation, and fraud that goes on in politics. It's amazing. I had a program this past week, and I called it basically Born Again Crime Fighters. A lot of these people in some of the states here in the United States or cities or Uh, or regions where crime is running just over the top. Record-breaking, violent, vicious crime where you have district attorneys that refuse to prosecute crime. It's like they're encouraging it. Like I say, in California, you can rob $900 out of a store. They're not going to come after you because it's not worth it. It's got to be over $1,000 now. So is that encouraging crime? Of course it is. Do they want to own up to it and take responsibility, those in charge? Of course not. It is a systematic, I believe, effort to destroy the country that we have had to remold it into something more global. And I don't think that's that far off the beam to make a statement like that. I, I see people like Governor Prickster in Illinois watching a bit of a of the debate that he had with his challenger. And when the question is posed to Governor Prickster, of what policies do you have to make life better in Illinois, he never answered the question. He completely ignored the question. And just went on this rant and rave like a lunatic. Well, Mike, my, my opponent is a Trump supporter. He's a you know, he's a homophobe. He's a xenophobe. He's a transophobe. That's all he that's all he's got. And he supports January 6th. I mean this this is this is Prickster in Illinois. The man has done nothing good for this state. He's a liar. He's a fraud. He's kind of like a trust fund brat. And he has no moral compass. So when asked what he can do for the benefit of his state, all he has is just ad hominem attacks against his opponent. The talking points. He's a racist. He's a homophobe. He's a xenophobe. He's a transophobe. Blah, 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 blah. That's all he's got. And January 6th and abortion. That's it. If all you're running on is January 6th, abortion and transphobe. You ain't got nothing. And unfortunately, that's true all over the United States. The party that thought, as their numbers looked good in the summer, that the the elimination of Roe versus Wade at the federal level somehow was going to propel Democrats to a blue wave was wishful thinking. And so now all they've got left is is primarily cheating and lying to get back into office or, re, or maintain office. I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on this, and I've got some material that I've collected, and, and I think I'll use it on Monday. I, I just don't want to do that today, but I do want to share some of the things that are going on in the background and why we need to be concerned. And and also as you look at, and, and as much as I can't stand doing it sometimes, I, I do look at what people say in social media. Twitter, that's going to be fun to watch over the next several weeks, more so than before, because you might get an insight on what other people are actually thinking because their tweets will not be automatically shall we say banished. I know that I have made totally truthful statements in the past on Twitter only to have their algorithm automated reply. Do you really want to tweet this? It may be deemed as blah, blah, blah. Or we have removed, we have restricted your account until you eliminate what you just said. It doesn't matter if it's truthful. They just don't like it. And so it's going to be fascinating to watch Twitter, which has become nothing but a cesspool of stupidity and one-sidedness and wokeness, anti-American, anti-Christian, anti-conservative, pushing and propagating foolishness and lies. And some of their their staff now is going to be in for a rude awakening. There's going to be no more. Listen. They have like soda machines that dispense wine and they have lattes and they have all these gyms. Does anybody really work there or do the computer algorithms do their dirty work for them? And all these people, you got people making $150,000 and $250,000 to play around all day like little spoiled brats. And this is so much of the Silicon Valley region. And they're controlling the narrative in America, that along with overpaid talking heads at NBC and CNN and even at times Fox News. We're in a world of hurt because we've moved to this world of dishonesty, tribal, tribalism, that's the word. And conservatives, many, too many of them thinking that, you know, Bob. We're going to win the House and the Senate, and we're going to put a stop to Joe Biden. And then in 2024, we're going to fix it. Finally, America will be set on a proper path. When November, the first Tuesday in November rolls around, let me tell you something. On November the 8th, when I vote, it'll mark my 50th anniversary of voting. My first ballot was cast in Summit County, Ohio in 1972. And and I considered it at that time a responsibility. It was an awe-inspiring responsibility. It was not something you just blew off or you ran out and did or you didn't think it through, at least not for me. And I was not aligned at that time in my life to any political party i will say for what it's worth i think that i was aligned to common sense starting at a young age and so i can remember the weeks leading up to the election this is long before the internet we didn't have a whole lot of television and i did listen and worked in radio But I did some reading, I tried to understand the issues and the candidates, not just the presidential election, which was a hotly contested election at that time, though Nixon won re-election handedly. But I wanted to make sure that my vote, my vote was a meaningful vote, that was a well-thought vote. Sure, I'm just one of millions. And maybe if the other millions would take that kind of responsibility into the voting booth, we might have a better nation. But don't count on it. Because I don't think we're going to get to that point. I, 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 would, I, I just hate to think of how many people, they, they're, they're one issue candidates. And they don't even know the issues. They don't care. They just revert to their tribalism. New York State. Kathy Hochul is running for election for the first time. She ended up in that position as the governor. She had been lieutenant governor only because of the resignation of a disgraced governor. Andrew Cuomo. The hero of the pandemic to Hollywood, whose career unraveled because of his narcissism and the way he treats women. Even the Democrats couldn't hide it, so he had to go. And so Kathy Hochul, who believes anybody that opposes her should just get out of town and you're not a New Yorker. Well, hopefully, with some of the things that have come out of her mouth, her Catholicism yet being pro-choice, I hope they shuffle her off to Buffalo. I remember that song, Shuffle Off to Buffalo. Well, maybe it's time that she start packing her bags and head back to Buffalo. I don't know if New York State can be salvaged anymore. I think the systems are so well entrenched. I think the media is so well compromised and owned. I I believe too many people have been Misguided by the educational system over the past four to five decades where they're brainwashed into being essentially not able to really think for themselves. I was, I was looking just for an example. I'm really going to save this one for next week. Kathy Hochul is making a big deal as we get really close to the election that maybe all the little children should put on their face mask again to save themselves from viruses and dying. And she's trying to appeal to fear using something that we know doesn't work. And of course, she believes firmly in her mind that all little babies should be vaccinated too. The ones we choose not to abort, they need to be vaccinated. And so here's what, what the intellectually morally and spiritually bankrupt governor of new york had to say something we've seen before but you know infants as young as six months old uh, have been known to contract this so you know, it's hard to keep kids safe you know to think about the fact that a year ago you know before a year ago we, a lot of kids were wearing masks in a daycare center or in schools and that did give them some level of protection we're not mandating this but we're saying parents you know, you got other kids. You got kids in school, preschool, and you got a baby at home. You really might just want to take these extra precautions. And by now, kids are more socialized to the idea of wearing a mask. It's not as strange to them. It's not as like, "What is this all about?" There's really cute masks out there. I've seen a lot of them. Uh, so, that's something I'm encouraging all parents to consider for their children right now. Off you're going to shuffle, shuffle off to And so rather than address crime and other issues that are plaguing the state of New York, pretending now that she cares when her record since she took over over a year ago is pretty concise that she didn't care. It was not an issue. Suddenly she notices, but she wants to divert your attention away from her ineptness and the things that she and her bankrupt party stand for today, this is not the party of Harry Truman, trust me, or John F. Kennedy, not by a long shot. She knows, she knows deep in her cold heart that many people will be tribal and just simply see the d after her name and because democrats run the state they're on row a the top row and so people can just hit a d for all and leave the voting booth she she can sleep well at night maybe better maybe not so good now but Generally, Democrats could sleep decently at night and not worry too much because they knew they own the cities. They own Syracuse. They own Rochester. They own Buffalo. They own Albany. To a degree, Schenectady. And, of course, metropolitan New York City. And a few college towns. If you live in places like Wayne County on Lake Ontario, your vote really doesn't count because they ignore your part of the state. All they focus on is the New York City area, Syracuse, Buffalo, and Albany. And the rest of you, you're just flyover country. We got to drive through your pretty neighborhoods to get from one derelict town to the other. And you've paid a price. The state of New York has paid a price. Kathy Hochul has made it clear what she thinks of people who are conservative, who care about crime, and even people of faith. Just jump on a bus and head down to Florida where you belong, okay? Get out of town. Get out of town. Because you don't represent our values. You are not New Yorkers. Now think about that for just one moment. You're not New Yorkers. Well, there are a couple of things you need to glean from this. Number one, she wants all those conservatives to leave the state of New York. She wants you disheartened and packing up and moving away. Because, see, that gives her a single-party state. Now, I don't know what it is with these individuals in these single-party states, And they somehow believe that they're going to survive forever, bankrupting the state, taking away productive people, decimating the moral fiber, corrupting children, and making life a hell on earth for so many people that live in those states. But she's delusional enough, and that is the only word that comes to mind. Delusional enough. I know she's spiritually bankrupt by her own words. I am Catholic, I am Christian, and I believe in killing children in the womb is an unali- it's a right from God. It's a way to worship and praise your God to kill a child. That's pagan worship. So of course she wants everybody that disagrees with her gone. Hop on a bus and go to Florida. Well, guess what? Hundreds do every day. Every day. You know, when Governor DeSantis won in 2018, it wasn't a big margin, but sufficient. There were 300,000 more registered Democrat voters in the state of Florida. Than Republicans, Independents, or Conservatives, or you know, Constitution, whatever. They had the edge by three hundred thousand. In the past four years, you have a situation where roughly five hundred to six hundred thousand people have come to the state and they are now registered. Republicans, so there is now a 300,000-plus advantage. So, yeah, people have taken Kathy Hochul at her word, and they've loaded up the truck, and they've moved. They've moved to Florida. And I can tell the results just from a couple of years ago. I've seen in the area in which my wife and I live in Florida— that it went from a blue area to a purple and increasingly red. That tells you something, doesn't it? These individuals, they bank on your tribalism, and they bank on the fact that you think abortion is the most important thing that ever came down the pike, and abortion is it. Nothing else in, in the world matters. Not a thing. None. Zero. It's all abortion, more abortion, and January 6th. And in spite of the fact that you're, there's such intellectual and moral bankruptcy in much of New York State, it's institutionalized in the media, in the media centers, in advertising, in hedge funds. You know, the old saying that the it's the conservatives that are the wealthy bankers is is a dead issue because that's not true. The woke corporations pushing all of this nonsense have bought into all of this strange, demonic, that's what I call it, ideology. And delusional people, immoral people, reprobate people by their own words, mouth, and action like Kathy Hochul, they are counting on people being as morally, intellectually, and spiritually bankrupt as she is to propel her to her own full four-year term in New York State. And for the first time in a long time, that might change. Now, see, I'm concerned, and I I wasn't planning to get into this because I really have other important things that I really want to talk about. And I got one story I can already tell now is going to be pushed into Monday. And this is from, well, just we'll just save it for Monday. There is a chance in many parts of the United States to see a change, a positive change. But I doubt it'll be a permanent change. So, so let, me, let me kind of explain a few things to you here so you understand where I'm coming from. And then we'll get into the more positive things that are happening and can happen. When we started this program over 2 years ago, it was prior to the 2020 election. And I can remember during the month of August and September and October, warning you, people thought we're going to we're going to win it all. We're going to win the house and the senate. You know, we're going and, and we're going to have the presidency. But in other words, we had the we have the senate and we'll keep the White House and all we need to do is get get Pelosi out of office and we're going to have heaven on earth here in the United States because we're going to get it all fixed. You know we're going to get it all fixed. And I warned you two years ago as we came very close just about a little over a week away from that election. Don't count on it. And I said if and I prefaced it with the words if there is a conservative victory All we're getting is just a reprieve. We're not going to fix it permanently. It never will be fixed permanently at the election box, the ballot box. It's not where you fix this nation. The ballot box reflects a moment in time, it reflects, depending upon the voter, what they truly believe. And there's a small group in the middle that kind of moves sideways, back and forth a little bit, that that swing elections. The problem in states like New York, at least 50-plus percent, 50-plus percent are buying into all of this nonsense and fear-mongering and virtue-signaling because they have their own little personal agenda they want to have made sacrosanct and untouched. Crime issues don't matter. None of it matters as long as my little thing of abortion or my little thing of transgenderism or my little thing is protected and and nobody interferes. As long as I have that, they put up with the other, they ignore the other or they don't even see the other. And even on the conservative side, and I've said this before, and I want you to listen to me carefully. There is a above average chance that the House of Representatives will no longer be in the hands of the Democrats. The Senate, depending upon how much additional cheating, and yes, I said the word, occurs, may or may not. We could still not end up being roughly 50-50 again. Be right where we are right now. Granted, it would slow down the agenda from the White House, but not totally. And truth may or may not come out. I mean, the House of Representatives, to me, it's a foregone conclusion that it's probably going to be lost for the Democrats for the next two years but I don't think it's going to be the enormous wave that people are believing it can be. We're coming close in some places where they've pushed the buttons too hard and too long. Now, I will not be surprised if Prickster survives in Illinois because of Chicago and because of you know Springfield and other regions around Illinois where there are strongholds. The good people of Illinois have had enough, but many are dispirited and they're just afraid to say or do anything, and so they don't. If you're looking to find peace and serenity and normalcy, common sense, don't count on it coming from the election into, in, in, like what, 10 days or so from now. It's simply not going to happen. It is simply not going to happen. We may get a reprieve. And as depressing as this sounds, that is absolutely the best you can hope for in times like these. Now, I want to change gears. I'm, I'm tired of talking about depressing stuff. Politicians, and I don't trust a lot of these alleged to conservative politicians that know how to talk a good game mitch mcconnell is one who i do not trust i believe that he is a just a well-placed crafty politician that has no moral compass but he knows what to say and when to say it and he knows when to stab you in the back and get away with it just like mitt romney and a handful of others They're phony, as phony can be, and they're dangerous, and they're not true conservatives. And I doubt if there's any life, spiritual life in them, it's all false. It's all phony. And they get wealthy. Their paychecks and their pensions are not touched no matter how bad your life becomes. And so do not put your trust in princes or the sons of men. You know something? They're going to let you down every time. You need to put your hope and trust in something vastly superior. And how we do that and how we can change the things that we can change is what I'll talk about in just a few moments. Some of the most important things that I will ever share with you are coming up after we take our break. If you believe in the mission and the ministry that we have here at Truth to Ponder, I really need to hear from you. November is just about upon us and we could use your help. Airtime bills, expenses they come due and your help going into the next month for this radio program is so much appreciated and so many of you do and we we survive month in and month out sometimes it's close but i'm thankful for all that you do now if you do believe in the mission and ministry of this program would you consider making a check payable to ancient word radio Ancient Word Radio. And our mailing address is Post Office Box 510. Post Office Box 510. You know, 510. P.O. Box 510. The city is Chilhowie. Chilhowie, Virginia. Now, Chilhowie is easy to spell. C H I L. H-O-W-I-E, Chilhowee, Virginia. By the way, Chilhowee means Valley of Many Deer. Chilhowee, believe me, there are. Chilhowee, Virginia, and the zip code is 24319. That's 24319. 24319. And we will be right back. This is Truth. To ponder with
1: Bob Bierman. Unmixed as a dove. Coming up. Shalom alechem. This is Jonathan Kahn, the nice Jewish boy. Your Jewish connection bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out we're receiving a special free gift you can get in love in a moment. Messiah told us to be as gentle as doves. We're told in the Bible, be as gentle as a dove. But the word in Greek for gentle is real interesting. It doesn't really mean exactly that. It's which means literally unmixed, not mixed, unmixed as a dove, pure as a dove, unmixed, not mixed up, not mixed at all, not complicated, not adulterated, pure, pure heart, pure motos, unmixed. What it's saying is we need to seek to become unmixed. That means uncompromised, it means unback and forth, it means undouble minded, it means pure and pure means one one heart that's what pure is one 100% not double minded no ulterior motives you're just 100% in what you do when you when you pray it's 100% when you talk it's 100% you mean what you say you say what you mean it's all one the blessings in god come in being unmixed when you're unmixed you're not mixed up you're clear you're not wasting half your time going in the other direction you're not in conflict with, with yourself the, only then can the blessings flow when you're unmixed you're free you're unhindered you're uncomplicated so become, set your heart on becoming unmixed. Put away that thing that mixes you up. Put away that thing, anything that's not of God, that's not that's not right. Become pure, become whole, become total, become one. Become 100%. Whatever you do, do it with your whole heart. Total, a total person. Become like a dove. Unmixed. Want more? Ask for serpents and doves on CD. Now, Feeling like your walk with God could use a real spiritual boost? We got the answer. Free subscription to Sapphires, use it directed can revolutionize your walk for victory. And the incredible mystery of the temple doors on CD, you'll love it. How do you get all this? Easy. Just remember Jesus' is the real name Yeshua, and you dial it. That's it. Just write down and call one eight hundred Yeshua one for your free gifts. You will be blessed. But call now one eight hundred Y E S H U A one. I invite you to minister with me in two of the most exciting ministries. To beam the word of life around the earth by shortwave radio to every tribe and tongue and to Israel, the Jewish people who gave you the gospel. It's amazing. It's the farthest way you'll ever, you could ever impact the world with the gospel. Amazing. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1 That's 1-800-YESHUA-1 Or you can write me direct. Here's how. The address is The Nice Jewish Boy, Box 1111 Lodi, L-O-D-I New Jersey, 07644 That's The Nice Jewish Boy, Box 1111, Lodi, New Jersey Jersey, 07644. Well, till next time, this is Jonathan Khan saying, Shalom Alechem, peace be to you, my friend, in the name of Messiah, or howlam the light of the world.
0: This is truth to ponder. With Bob Bierman. And welcome back to part two of our weekend edition of Truth to Ponder. And I am your host, Bob Bierman. Now, I just want to take a little bit of time on this segment to share what I consider the greatest challenge that we face. Maybe you don't see it that way, maybe you never thought of it the way I'm about to explain it to you. But you need to to listen carefully because I think it will impact everything you do going forward. I'm gonna share with you a very short audio clip in just a moment. That when I, I heard it, I'm shaking my head in disbelief. But then again, this is America. This is the Western world of 2022. Where sanity, common sense, normalcy have been thrown away like yesterday's trash. And people are now succumbing and believing in the lies. And and I really believe what the Bible says is playing out before many of your eyes and mine, like we've never seen at a level like this before. The The Bible is explicit. And there's nothing, I'm, I'm trying to make this as clear as I can. There are demons in this world, there is demonic activity, and there are people who have given themselves over to a reprobate mind willingly, and have chosen emphatically to believe the lies, believe the lies, and as, the, as it says in the Bible, to their own destruction, they're given over to mass delusion. And and you look at some of these people on television, and you look at some other people, and you can see something different in their face and their expression. My wife has noticed this numerous times. Whenever you see some person on CNN or on MSNBC, I don't care who it is. Whether it's one of their reporters, one of their commentators, there's always, for the most part, in most stories, an angry and evil look on their face. Anderson Cooper always has this empty look, an expression on his face. There's never any joy in this man's life because there's nothing to give him joy except his sin. Another program for another day. And these people are angry and afraid. They're afraid of being exposed for the frauds that they are. And they have convinced themselves to believe their own lies. The United States was founded with the concept of religious freedom. Now, I don't agree and you don't agree with other people's faiths and religion. I'm sure there are a lot out there you just don't agree with. But even in a diverse country over the centuries, the government was never the arbitrator of religious matters. They never restricted religious speech or expression or worship. It was not what our government did. They do now. In many states, they're getting deeply involved far too much in religious and matters of faith than they should. And we simply don't have politicians and leaders and judges and courts with backbone to restore that concept firmly. And yet you have people, and I'm going to give you just a good example of a morally washed up and bankrupt individual who's delusional who's running around from church to church all over the country. She's running for governor of the state of Georgia, Stacey Abrams. And she's preaching sermons on how abortion is absolutely a requirement to further her religious agenda. I kid you not. She, like many on the left, Will tell you that God is all about abortion, that He's all for it, and He blesses it, and they and you have these bankrupt clergy, and dare I say it, clergy that have damned themselves for eternity running around blessing abortion clinics. And it's those that are pro-life that are treated like criminals traitors and threats by our own FBI and the Department of Derelict Justice and the most derelict leader that the Department of Justice has ever had, a reprobate, an absolute damnable reprobate, a disgusting individual by the name of Merrick Garland, who has sold his soul for political expediency. And if you believe that life begins at conception, if you believe that parents should have the say-so about how their children are raised, and that pornography and transgenderism should not be pushed in the schools, you are considered a domestic terrorist. And so now you have Stacey Abrams going to every woke and leftist church where the Holy Spirit has been abandoned for decades, if the Holy Spirit was ever even there, she's apparently helped to write a worship song. Stop laughing. I kid you not. Stacey Abrams has allegedly co-authored, like I say, a worship song. And I promise you I'm not going to play the entire thing But just a few seconds This was performed And it makes sense At All Souls Unitarian Church In Washington, D.C. And this song about identity politics Was recently posted on their their so-called church on their YouTube channel and it's conducted by Jen Heyman and you have DeVry Lewis on cello and and when you listen to the words just these few moments I'm gonna play it's a little hard to understand what they are singing because everybody in this video is wearing a face covering the musician the conductor Every choir member, so they're having to sing through this layer of cloth. So it's not as clear to to understand. But but just hang on and I promise I won't play it too long. You'll get you'll you'll understand. enough I think you get the idea if you could understand the lyrics like your right depends on whether that ID matches your gender or our gender or what it goes on and on with every bit of stupidity silliness and demonic demonic aberration that is being inflicted on our society today we must bow down and worship all of these From compliance, to obedience, to abortion, to we must celebrate, we must... You know, let me ask this question. Because, see, these politicians don't really want to answer some of these questions because they know that most people are going to rebuke what they have to say. Yet, within their own ranks, they see nothing wrong with a man dressing as a woman, scantily I might add, provocatively acting sexually in front of little children in a church or a library or your public school. They think it's fine. And they don't understand what's wrong with you to not agree with that, that men should have that right. This is one step closer to normalizing total pedophilia. And don't think that's not the agenda. Don't laugh at me on this one because time there's a consistent flow in that direction. I think many of you understand it, many of you see it. And and it's just going to keep getting getting worse. In far too many cities and states and counties around the United States, the educational system, the public schools have become an intellectual and moral sewer. I have played numerous times the voices and the statements of actual teachers and administrators and what they truly believe. And if you dare go to a school board meeting and say, we don't want pornography in the school library for our minor children to read, you know, a parent goes to a school board and starts reading from one of these books and they're shut down, it's obscene. Well, that's what you want our child to read. And they don't make the connection. And instead, they shut the meetings down, call the parents terrorists, contact the FBI. You want to know why Terry McAuliffe didn't win last year's gubernatorial race in Virginia? He pushed that theme on parents just a wee bit too far. He went over the line when he came right out and said it's none of the parents' business. And even some Democrats or those that consider themselves socially liberal in places like Alexandria Loudoun County and other places in Northern Virginia, the suburbs of the federal workers to D.C. Even they thought that was a bridge too far. I can tell you in the part of the state where we have a home, Terry McAuliffe didn't even get 8% of the vote. There are places all across the Dominion, as they call it, Where these woke D.C. policies are unwelcome, the parents have no desire to see them instilled in in their children. And I know there are those same pockets in places like Pennsylvania, New York, Wisconsin, Illinois, Michigan, even parts of metro Atlanta that don't buy into any of this. But Stacey Abrams and all the other identity politic players, I had another word, but I don't want to use it. Those that try to use racial division and all of these isms and beat you over the head. There's an agenda there, and I don't understand. Well, I do. I think most Americans, those that are on the fence, those that don't pay as much attention as you probably do, They just try to go along and get along. So an interesting statistic. and This is where I'm going to kind of make my departure point into the next topic. Most Americans, when they truly reveal what they absolutely really believe, it is far different than most polls would reflect. Deep inside, most Americans are not as lunatic as, as the media thinks you are or in agreement to what many of the woke ideology people are demanding you believe, but you're afraid to speak your mind. You're afraid to share your opinion for fear of being ostracized for having PayPal rob your account of $2,500 because you're, you're committing a crime in their eyes and, and their user agreement allows them to steal from you if they disagree with you. Or banks that decide that maybe, maybe you're not a desirable person and your, your score, your social score is inadequate, so move your account elsewhere. That is coming to America rapidly. We may have a period of time to slow it down. But I think ultimately the beast system will arrive worldwide. What are you going to do? And I'm going to come out and say this. I know every time I make this statement, I get a few emails saying, Bob, you're totally wrong. Most of you have this idea and I call it the Alfred E. Newman philosophy to life. What me worry? What me worry? I have the rapture. When it gets really bad, I'll never see the mark of the beast because I will be magically transported away from this veil of tears and I'll be given my golden harp and I will be on the other side. The church Never taught that. And, and and it puzzles me at times. Where did this come from? Well, we know Darby made a big deal of it in the 1800s, but I don't see the evidence. Others try to tell me it's there, and what they show is just way too, you're stretching it. But Bob, the Bible says one has taken the other left. God is separating the sheep from the goats, the wheat from the chaff. And he's going to burn and take away the chaff. He's going to dispose of the goats and take them away. I firmly believe the church is going to go through this tribulation. And God is going to provide for his people. But you need to be aware. You need to decide where your faith lies. I pray that I'm wrong. Maybe there will be a rapture. We don't have to deal with it. But are you prepared if you should find out that's not the way it worked? There's a lesson in Scripture that runs from the beginning in Genesis all the way to Maranatha, his soon return. Be prepared. I remember this this hymn as a child, Rise My Soul to Watch and Pray. The evil one is out to destroy. And too many people that call themselves Christians are ill-prepared, unprepared, unwilling, unknowing, and just trying to get along in life. They're not willing to share their faith they're afraid to because they're afraid Twitter might ban them. Facebook will come after them and, and deplatform them. Or their bank may pull their credit card or something. We've got to begin to be prepared for an age that is going to come. And I firmly believe, with every ounce of my being, that God is about to give us a, a period of time. Where the veil, I, I've just I feel this and I pray about this, and I just over and over I have this certain peace that a veil is about to be pulled back. And so many people that have been on the fence about so many of these issues or try to believe they don't apply to me, it's not my problem, suddenly they're going to see the demonic face and the reality, and they will make their decision those that have been uninformed. There are those that have already made their decision. They have already condemned themselves for all eternity willingly, knowingly and perpetually. And those of faith who have known all of this truth will have it confirmed to them. This past week By the way, two things. I've got surgery coming up this week. A procedure to find out about a medical problem that has been an on and off issue. So I would really appreciate your prayers. I don't know what to expect. But there's a peace in my heart that there's still a lot of unfinished work to be done. A lot of unfinished work. So pray for me as I go through this procedure on Tuesday. I'll be preparing the program for Tuesday on Monday, and I thank the Lord that Jim Calhoun can fill in for me on Wednesday. And hopefully, God willing, I'll be back. I'll be with you Monday and Tuesday and be back hopefully on Thursday. Just a lot going on. But in the midst of all this, you know, I I, I had... I've had conversations and a lunch and a meeting and phone calls all this past week of people that are planning churches that I'm working with to help them. And even in the middle of all this, I plan on planning one myself. I'm getting ready to, I've got a, I have an opportunity. There is a church building not far from where I live. It's in very good condition. But sadly, the congregation aged out And what that means is, you know, it was more of a family affair and they didn't bring any new people in. And so for a number of years, the church has been has been closed. It is thoroughly equipped and ready to be used again. And I've talked to the denomination that now has possession of that building about leasing it for a period of time and see what kind of ministry can be established. Now my wife and I are retired and we have but we have some that we can put toward this project. And what they're asking of me and what I think is fair they're pretty much about the same. That would give us a 6-month head start in building this church. This would this church could launch right at Christmas time and hopefully begin to really take on a life before Easter as we would celebrate the resurrection of our Lord. And whether I remain as its full time pastor beyond a certain point or bring somebody else in is, is is irrelevant. I just know that I need to use the talents God gave me in establishing this work. My wife and I are praying about a name. And we're praying to raise the extra finances that'll be needed to make this happen. It's not a massive amount. I'm thinking that over the course of six months, it would be around $1,000 to $1,400 to make it all happen. Small utility bills and a tiny amount of rent is all they're asking to give us a head start. And some of this my wife and I can do from our personal finances. We're retired. Uh, we, we do have two homes, but they're paid for. I mean, this is the, the, the sum total of our combined lives, and one will be part of our retirement, God willing. So pray for me that these funds are raised and that we can take this this building and bring it back to being used for the glory of God. And my real target, and I, I don't like to use that word, but I'll use it. I think you understand in the context of what I'm saying. I'm not trying to look to move people from one church to another. Oh, new, new church. Maybe it's got better music. It's not my point. I look at the little community where this church is and the houses that are around it in the subdivision just in that community. It's not a very big community. It's rather small. But statistically, even in this county in Virginia, where we spend a good amount of our time, the odds are that 70% of those on that street do not go to a church or if they do, not even on a regular basis. Many have never been in the church. Many do not know anything about the faith. They are cultural Christians by by their mere upbringing they may have gone to a Methodist church or a Baptist church or a Presbyterian church 20-30 years ago but they never made a commitment in their faith and so they're cultural Christians where fishing and Home Depot trips mean more on a Sunday than, than worship or a restaurant and in today's world even in this Bible Belt the number of single parents divorced parents that get their kids on a weekend. They can't be bothered with the church thing. There's a mission and ministry out there. And I'm trying to work with so many people, even in places like Michigan, places like Missouri, places like Georgia and Florida, and a few others that that are coming into, into view right now. I really believe that God is giving us this time of respite and this time to make this double down effort to reach those that need to hear the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. This may be a time when your church needs more from you as well. So now you know, I've got surgery, I've got the responsibility of this radio program and God is laying this burden on me as well, but I am thankful that God considers me worthy. Now, this radio program and any of what I've had to say is of any value to you. Would you consider your support? Make the check payable to Ancient Word Radio. Our mailing address is Post Office Box 510. P.O. Box 510. We are in the city of Chilhowie, C H I H O W I E, Chilhowie, Virginia, Chilhowie, Virginia, zip code 24319. That's 24319. You can also support us from our website. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's Truth,
1: the number two, ponder.com. Truth to
0: Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.